Hello and welcome back to another edition of Lowercase J Journalists. I am Dom, that's Samara. Another week... Hi. Yeah, good. Another week. <laughs> another week and some more news. Samara, how's, uh, how's old London town going? Well, we are really freaking out at the moment. I mean, it depends because it has become the new normal, but we have got some new restrictions in London, so everything has to close by 10pm, which I never, I mean, I do understand, I think it limits some people going out, but I never understand that curfew thing where everything can be normal until a certain time. At 10, and then suddenly the coronavirus just backs off. <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus needs eight hours of sleep as well. So <laughs> exactly, like does the coronavirus wake up at nine fifty? Like I don't understand what sort of going on but that's the new restrictions and uh the case to be fair though the cases are rising very very quickly in the uk and we're looking at a second lockdown in the coming weeks so that's sort of what's going on i'm just trying to enjoy the last uh 25 degree days uh which for anyone who is an american that's really good weather for us and yeah that's what i'm doing dom how is it over in the states See, you mentioned the uh, 10 p.m. Everything has to shut down. Uh, my local uh, local college town originally had 11, as they're like everything needs to shut down and go home. And they virus sleeps longer than ours. Exactly, and then they're like, "Look, this clearly isn't working. We need to be more strict." It is now 10:30. Oh, that's how you crack down on those coronavirus people. Like not oh, even not even a full hour. Like they literally just like half an hour. No, an hour is too much. Half an hour, and they'll really give the coronavirus the kick well, in the pants it needs. Down, all right. Dan Andrews needs to take a leaflet from their book. Exactly, but no. Apart from that, they've literally given up the fight. I mean, masks are still not, you know, required, but recommended at least. It's a good fifty-fifty. Right. Uh, campus, it's a all bit right. more pro-maskers. That is compulsory, but uh-huh. around town, it's about fifty-fifty. And, yeah, they've just given up. Uh, I think the cases are actually going down where I'm at, probably because everyone caught coronavirus in the first week or two. Right. And they're all just, like, you know, slowly decreasing. I like to live my life thinking that uh, I've probably had coronavirus and I've, you know, ticked that box, gotten it over and done with. Um, At least that's what I'd hope. I don't know. It helps me sleep at night, let me be. But we will see where things go. You can get tested to see if you have the um, the anti um, bodies, whatever you call it. Yeah, the antibodies. Geez, someone didn't know. do bio three four in VCE. that further in the yeah. womb. There's a reference for all of our American American audience. Um, but yeah, the problem with testing here is they've got a really weird system where it's like you can only get tested if you're clearly showing symptoms and you've got a doctor's note that proves it. And then I think the same is for the antibodies. You can only get it if you've confirmed had coronavirus, which is annoying because I literally live, like, literally down the street from an antibodies testing place and I can't go in because it's like you need to have had coronavirus. And the fact that there's a long queue outside that building every morning makes me worried. (laughs) Well, you could just live in an ignorant place that you feel like you've had it. Absolutely. Ignorant (laughs) bliss, my favourite kind of bliss. (laughs) Anyway, so what has been going on? The Emmys were Sunday night. Uh, so the big news out of that were the Emmys were on Sunday night. Yeah, I 
mean, it was interesting because I think it was one of the first events where uh, it's been virtual. So that was interesting to witness. I think the dress code, which is really the main, like the dresses and everything and the outfits in general, the main event of the night was Come As You Are, which did really mess people around, as you mentioned to me a little bit earlier. Um, when we were talking about this out of the podcast, what did you think about some of some people went really big and some people just pajamas and ice cream. See, literally what you just said is 100% true because this article from Variety, the first two photos that they show are Jamila Jamil of The Good Place fame on her couch in pyjamas saying that she's ready for the Emmys. And then the next photo that they show is Zendaya and the caption is The Muse Zendaya by Luxury Law in Silk Taffeta with Bulgari Jewels for Good Measure. So different strokes for different folks, I guess, is the message we're going with you. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it, I think. I mean, there were some interesting ones. I thought that um, it is just interesting. I think it's nice that some people did dress up because obviously there's a lot of good things about fashion. But I think that if it was in person um, and they found some way of doing that, it just would not feel like the time for people just to be kind of perusing or parading around in $100,000 dresses on a red carpet when there's so many people that are being affected by what's happened in the past few months. So it was nice to see, like, a few people dress up, but then it was nice also to see some relatability with, like, Jamila Jamil and um, different people who didn't uh, put effort in. (laughs) See, I feel as if with the people that dressed up, if you pulled it out of your closet, like you've worn it before, you own it, all that kind of stuff, that's fine. You know, I get that. Yeah, I agree. If you spend an exorbitant amount of money on a new outfit for an event like this, you need to have a long and stern talk with your publicist because at some point before the ceremony, you need to have – there needs to be a big celebrity meeting. I'm sure there are some. Um, I forgot to RSVP to last one, so I wasn't invited. But I'm sure this would have been discussed. It's like, look, we all either go all pajamas, all we're just like you, all casual, or we're all going to act like it's normal and dress up. Because if you get the half and half, the people that dress down in pajamas and stuff, and also in this article, Jennifer Aniston was uh, wearing one of those skincare masks and wearing a bathrobe. When you look like that, that's fine. You're relatable. But it makes the people who dressed up look bad because then it's like they're the ones that's spending all the money when there's so many charities you could be donating to now. And yeah, not a great look. Yeah, I think when people say in America have only received one check of $1,200 during this whole pandemic um, – and, yeah, 40 million people have lost their jobs. I mean, I think it's not exactly the most relatable thing to go and wear a $100,000 dress uh, in the middle of this whole crisis. So good for some of the people who dressed up. I know a lot of them repurposed and reused clothing, which I'm a big proponent of. Um, but, yeah, it was just interesting to see how celebrities handle that because some are definitely from you know, different things that have happened this year, even like the Imagine song. Some are just completely out of Thank you for that. to see uh, who is and who isn't during these, uh, <laughs> these festivals. But what did you think of who um, actually won and, and sort of the shows? Well, 
Every time I log on to Netflix, they tell me to watch Shit's Creek, which I never have. And <laughs> after last night, when they won pretty much everything, apparently. Uh, wait, was it last night? It was Sunday night. Same thing. When they won everything, now I'm like, maybe I have to watch it. Because I always saw it as, like, budget Arrested Development. Well, it's kind of the other way around, because if you've watched Arrested Development, that's definitely on a budget. But it's like they're trying to be that. But if it is that good, then I will watch. So there I go. But then there's also Succession won a few things, and I'm a big Succession fan, so I was happy about that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And did you happen to see the monologue from Jimmy Kimmel? I did not see the monologue, actually. I found it really hard accessing content from this year's um, his Emmys, which was kind of ironic because it was all online. But um, but there wasn't much that was, like, recorded when I went searching for it. Um I didn't see his monologue, but apparently it was received very well, and I think he's always a very safe choice. I thought, so that was the only part that I watched because I had work on Sunday night, but uh, the part, like, it had good bits, it had awkward bits. Like, I thought what was really smart is uh, every time he made a joke, they will cut to the crowd and they were applauding and laughing when there was, like, it was just the, like, last year's Emmys crowd. And I thought that was pretty funny to include. But then the whole idea, back to uh, money spending during this time, uh, the fact that they still rented out the big theatre for the Emmys, despite the fact that no one's actually going to be filling the seats, like that doesn't seem like it makes too much sense. It might just be me. And then... Yeah, I mean, in what I read, um, I mean, this is a... Um uh, from another Variety article, it says Jimmy Kimmel threw jokes into an empty stable centre. <laughs> so yeah, see, I mean, the it worked well when they're like doing the cuts of the crowd from last year, and they're all laughing and stuff. And then, of course, you had to do the whole like, actually, they're not really here. This, you know, this is a pandemic. I think you called it the pandemies, which you know, home run right there, I guess. But um. Wow, that's like a joke and a half, honestly. Forget about forget about comedy. Exactly. That 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 buys you a nice place in Malibu. But um yeah, so after that illusion was broken down, they obviously stopped with like the canned laughter from last year. And I'll tell you what, having literally like no sort of sound after the jokes he was delivering really didn't get, do him any favours. Yeah, I mean, I think as a comedian it would be hard, especially someone like Jimmy Kimmel who has been on such a, you know, he's been on late night for so many years and he's probably, he's very used to, I mean, I've been in the audience of um, Stephen Colbert's and obviously they tell you when to laugh and or they'll, you know, they'll make sure that you know when to hit those notes. I think it would have been weird for him just like, like delivering empty jokes. Yeah, but at least, like, the cameraman or the, you know, the crew there, just give him something to work with because, like, parts of him died, like, every time a joke fell flat, obviously, during the monologue. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of... At least he addressed the thing that everyone was thinking, which is why are we having the Emmys in the middle of a pandemic when no one can arrive? He was very open about that, which is always good to see. But, yeah, I thought the whole thing... He did as good as you probably could do in circumstances like this, so give him credit where credit's due. Uh, but yeah, and I 
really yeah, was hoping great. to when um, I mean my dream would obviously have been if like Ricky, Ricky Gervais I mean he's more of a Golden Globes guy but Ricky Gervais really would have like brought everyone down off their high horses which he always does so well I mean in terms of people hosting the Emmys I always find that um, Jimmy oh my god any of the Jimmys <laughs> the other the other Jimmy I can't believe it's just Jimmy Fallon, there we go. Fallon, I never like it when he hosts because I find that he puts Hollywood on this very high horse um, Mm. and it does not tear them down, which is, I mean, I I saw interviews with Ricky Gervais where he goes, well, I just think about everyone else who's sitting on the couch at home um, watching instead of the actual, you know, few hundred people in the room. And I think, like, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's a good, you know, mid-range of that, so I'm sure he was a good choice, a safe choice, and I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the amount of people that are willing to host something like this is kind of diminishing with the circumstances and also the Kevin Hart thing a few years ago when he was going to host and then he, uh, they dug up his old tweets. Was it old tweets, old material? Same thing. Yeah, I think it was old tweets, a bit of old material. I think it was a mixture. Yeah, so the amount of people who are willing to put themselves in the spotlight and, like, everyone else has kind of done it already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of who are the new options that could possibly do it? I don't know. So I think it's just going to be Jimmy Kimmel's going to be the new... Uh, He's going to be the new Billy Crystal and that he does it every year for like 10 years straight. Well, yeah, I think, as I said, they won't receive many complaints about him. And I think in this day and age, they just want something that's safe and doesn't cause any more controversy or cancellation. But, you know, he is a white man and that might become controversial in the future. They just have him post repeatedly, so I don't know. Um, just a quick question. Do we have a live studio audience on your end that I'm hearing? <laughs> no. Can you, hear, can you hear something? I heard someone, I think, in the background. No? No, there's no one. nothing here. Really? Jeez, it's as awkward as Kimmel no, right now. you're going insane. Probably. I'm running on no sleep. Uh, that's a whole other story. Is the, what? is the audio okay? Everyone's listening. Is the audio okay? Yes, it's going great. I'm keeping this in, by the way. Thanks for right, thanks for sticking around and tuning Aaron in. Loyal. We love that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's our new segment on this show. What else do we have? Speaking of the Emmys, there was a tweet sent out by the New York Post, I believe, that described uh, the actress Zendaya's Emmys win an upset win, and they caused a Twitter storm because not a lot of people knew what the term upset win means. It doesn't actually mean that people are upset. It just means that... Really? Yeah, it just means that people didn't expect it. That's not... <laughs> I, I thought this was common I mean, knowledge. when you read that to me the first time when we were doing our little kind of um, rehearsal thing or whatever you would call it, I did think that that's what it meant as well, to be fair. Now, if I could uh, remove my podcasting cap and put on my heterosexual male backwards baseball cap... It's often used as a sports term, so I think that's why a lot of people don't realise it. Now, I'll just remove that and put back on the podcasting hat. Now, yeah, it's often a sports term that, you know, the upset wins, so I feel as if not a lot of people would know it, but mm-hmm. it is a common phrase. I thought it was common knowledge. I thought, yeah, everyone would have known, but that would... That, yeah, all the replies were just like, how could you be upset about this? This is a really historic and important win... And then I did see one guy, 
quote tweeted it by saying, retweet this if you're not upset by this win. And it got like 100,000 retweets. And then he responded later. It's like, guys, this is clearly a joke. It clearly meant upset win is in people didn't expect it. I can't believe you all fell for this. So that's the kind of place that Twitter is at right now with an upset win. But uh, yeah, it caused quite a storm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Twitter's always going to go in like that uh, that night. Uh, Jamila Jamil. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> She posted a photo on Instagram, I think, of her look or whatever, and someone commented, your skin is so perfect, right? Um, And she replied saying, my skin is currently clear because, A, I am privileged, and privileged people have more access to good quality nutrition, and also our lives are significantly less stressful than the lives of those less privileged. I also get more sleep because of this. All of these things keep my hormones in balance, and I am able to address food intolerances easily. B, I believe that oh, Jesus. human rights... <laughs> We're still on A. <laughs> isn't funny, but in the context, I believe that trans rights are human rights. C, I exfoliate twice a week. Same. <laughs> So that was to a simple, your skin is so perfect comment. Oh, my God. Um, see. Clearly, Camilla gets triggered very easily. Um, yeah. See, I'm a fan of The Good Place, but I've been following her social media persona for a while. Oh, it's very interesting. Oh, my God. The way that she, like, she is so cautious when it comes to treading any sort of water that pretty much every... Like, every fourth tweet that she sends out is an apology for a previous tweet. When it's, like, literally no one better than I except for one of the thousand people who responded. And it's just, like, where's where does all this come from? What Who's judging her based on the fight? She could have just ignored it and just gone with the compliment itself. I mean, yeah, it was just, like the whole my skin is clear because I believe that trans rights are human rights but that wasn't really it that was just really the icing on the cake I mean I totally believe that too I think that's I think everyone should believe that that's fine but to to be honest it's a little bit insulting to put something like I believe trans rights are human rights that's why my skin is clear but what's getting the most slack and there's hundreds of articles about this now is the fact that she goes I am privileged privileged people blah 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 it's like it's just a little bit tone deaf and Jamila often hits the wrong she has the right um, motives and everything when she's uh, cultivating her, her message but she rarely tends to hit the mark when it comes to uh, actually conveying like a point in my opinion see what I was thinking of was uh, if ever I get uh, pimples on my face again suddenly I'm a bigot so I gotta be really careful with the way I treat my skin right now you have to be privileged to have clear skin I'm sorry yeah I saw someone with (laughs) I saw someone with pimples enter a Starbucks and I asked them to leave because we don't tolerate those views here no, we definitely. Thank you. I'm glad that you head screwed on something. It's it's my job, really. 
it's a thankless job, but if people could write into this podcast and thank me, I would appreciate it. Or I'd yell at you too, either way. Um, moving on. So, yeah, I think there's always this drama always comes out in the Emmys where, you know, there's that interaction between the common people and the celebrities. And I think that Jamila Jamil one was really the icing on the cake. Yeah, she can't so. decide if she's a common person or a celebrity. <laughs> She's trying to be a common person, but she acknowledges her privilege as a privileged person operating in a privileged system among a privileged society. Thank you for clarifying. I'll add that to my notes. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Uh, Just FYI, I think the person replied saying it's because my life is much better than yours, actually. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that whole post could have been summed up a lot quicker. The fact that you read out that whole paragraph... And that was all under the category of A. Like, that was just her first point. I was, like, settling in for a long run. I thought we were going to do an hour-long special today, but... <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone that had to deal with that. Um, go follow Jamila Dramil for more lovely comments like that on Instagram. Yeah, anyway. Good, good times all around. Uh, speaking of people in privileged positions, another good segue. Ellen Season 18 has just kicked off. Uh, the countdown is over. We're all highly anticipating it. Okay. Right? Right? Yes. Yeah. We yep. Were, we Absolutely were. cool. And, of course, in her opening monologue for the season, she addressed the workplace bullying allegations and toxic environment. Now, uh, one the first thing I noticed, because I did my homework, I watched the video, which was more painful than anything else I had to do this past week. The first thing that I noticed was she's doing the thing that uh, – a lot of like a lot of things including the Emmys did which was having the virtual crowd so people were just like large panels like TV panels in the audience of people zooming in were her audience crowd which looked like something out of the Black Mirror so that was her audience and she did address the allegations she initially tried to joke her way out of it which bad start just let's clarify that now that's not a good start uh, she kept saying that uh, she gets frustrated sometimes and that's no excuse. Then why frame it as an excuse was my thought. She also said that uh, with this new season that she's going to start a new chapter and then she started the applause herself. I thought that was pretty funny. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the main thing that I took away, I actually took a uh, time stamp on it. Two minutes and 56 seconds into the video, did she finally actually admit fault? <laughs> yeah, that's some quality journalism right there. Honestly, oh, yeah. any future employer of Dom, just look at that. I will post this my LinkedIn in the podcast description. This man went. He went through the Allen video. He got through it and he timestamped exactly when she <laughs> broke character. And they say not getting invited to places is bad for you. I say fill it with journalism. <laughs> Character Absolutely. But yeah, this is a, such an awkward video because she was doing like, how was everyone's summer? Yeah, mine was great. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And it's like, yeah, it's your own fault. We're not going to feel sympathy for you right now. Uh, yeah, a lot of victim playing. Uh, I thought the starting her own applause is pretty funny though. I don't know if that was for comedic effect or she actually thought that would be a good move, but I enjoyed it at least. I mean, yeah, I genuinely thought because I'd seen so many um, headlines, but they were probably, I guess, fake news, that she had stepped down from the position. See, I saw she was considering it, and then everyone thought... The, the funniest part about the whole situation was 
You're absolutely right. We need a clean slate. We don't want someone mean and rude and someone who abuses the common person running the show. Let's bring in James Corden. <laughs> who, if one single... Riddle- I am, like, genuinely not commenting on that. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you're you're English, you got to stand by him. But uh, no, just look up any sort of James Corden. Anything worse than James Corden um, hosting yet another show? Like he couldn't do late night. Can he really do daytime? I feel as if he's more suited for daytime than uh, you know the late shift. But yeah, that was a. I think he's just not suited for anything. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, James Corden a few years ago did a Reddit AMA when it's the common people asking him all these questions. He answered about three or four before he abandoned it because all the que- all the questions were, "Hey, James, is it true that you yell at your cameraman every single day and don't know their names? <laughs> is it true that you ask your Exactly. Hey, James, is it true that you asked a lady with a crying baby to move to the back of the plane and the lady was your wife? <laughs> in fact, what Ellen should do, and Ellen, I'm speaking directly to you, I know that you listen to this podcast, yeah. is replace herself with James for one week and see, what <laughs> happened, and see how many stars come crying back and wanting her. Oh, my God. I think I think it was it was she it was like probably Ellen that leaked it in the end. <laughs> well, hey, they're considering James Corden as well. What's worse than Ellen? British Ellen. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so Ellen's back on the airwaves somehow. Even though yeah. I, I feel so, hasn't she said in the past news. that she hates it? Like she hates doing the show in general. Or was that she just her general demeanor? Do it. I thought she described her mansion with a waterfall as a jail. Probably. Oh, yeah, I remember that video. It's like, hold on, let me just call my celebrity friends because they'll have something yeah. to do. They were like, they, they asked her, oh, how are you doing in isolation? And she was like, it's like a jail in here. It's full of lesbians. Um, and I'm thinking, that's your $26 million house with a waterfall, Ellen. All right, I see why you're doing more seasons of the show. Exactly. you got to get out of that uh, that hellhole somehow, you know. <laughs> Only twenty six million. I feel sorry for her. Honestly, we should all feel sorry for her. Poor woman. Oh my god, she may never go off the air. Oh. She'll be like, you know, in her eighties and still doing the show every day, never missing a day of work. Well, you know, it's her passion to scream at staff, so exactly. Show comes <laughs> hey, guess what? You just fell into a segue because speaking of eighty year olds who still showed up and did work every day, we did lose uh, Ruth Gator Bin. Ruth Bader Ginsburg this week, and already the mad race to fill the uh, the mad race to fill the seat has already begun. It has indeed. Yeah, so everyone thought. So firstly, rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You were very much a trailblazer for the women's rights movement before it was even a movement, mm-hmm. and she was really trying to hang in there. She was on her third. Uh, with cancer, um, but she unfortunately lost it, and I think that she created her imprint on the world. So, rest in peace to her. I'm sure Doc feels the same. Well, um, she's the only Supreme Court justice that I'd heard of before, so that's you know put that on the epitaph. Really, that's what they're all going to do. Mitch McConnell is going to get his movie next or his life story. God, who would play him? What if they got, like, Ryan Gosling to do it? <laughs> just to annoy everyone. <laughs> like, not even old man makeup. Just... I thought Ellen would be so good. 
Ellen would play perfectly to a golem. Oh my god, that'd she, be great. She wouldn't even need to go dancing. <laughs> what if they just like? What if they just cast an actual snapping turtle to play Mitch McConnell? <laughs> But anyways, so there is a chance that Trump has a month and a half, well not really a month and a half because he kind of stays on until January, but a month and a half until the election and time is running out to fill this seat and when the news did break that uh, Justice Ginsburg had passed, everyone was like, you know, there's not enough time left. Uh, we're going to have to wait until whoever the president is. It could be Trump. It could also be Biden. And they'll have to nominate her replacement. And Trump is like, screw that. We're going to get this going now. He's already put together a bunch of nominees and uh, he's going to make an announcement on Friday, which I believe will be his front runner. Well, yes. For everyone not informed, just quickly, what it is, is that if there is a election, um, because everyone's like, why is everyone upset? Why is everyone so upset about Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, passing, blah, 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 which obviously we're all upset. But uh, the issue, well, not the issue is, but if the election is seen to be a, sort of a, a tie or if there's seen to be a a weird uh, count in votes or if it's contested as not being fair, then the uh, nine people on the Supreme Court, or I think it's ten, um, it's a little late in the evening here. As um, an American citizen, it's nine, so oh, they, just chalk oh, that were, one, chalk that one right, up for yeah. me. I was like, surely it's an even number, but no, it's nine. Um, they get to actually choose who the next president will be. So that's sort of the big uh, problem because... Uh, once you get elected onto the Supreme Court, you that's a lifetime position. So Trump has, in his uh, kind of way, luckily been able to pick three of the current, uh, or two or three of the current people on the Supreme Court, which is a lot for one president to have to pick, but that's just kind of what's been happening. Uh, so, yeah. That's kind of why it's become a controversial thing and they're really pushing to put a conservative judge on the Supreme Court. And uh, But one month, it usually takes a lot longer, um, although with Trump, he might rush it and Mitch McConnell uh, is closely aligned with that. But one month is not a long amount of time historically to choose another person because it's, you've obviously, it's a whole process. You've got to vet them. You've got to, um, you know, check everything's okay and all that. So, yeah. Well, even if Biden wins the election, there's still like another two months until Biden actually takes over. So isn't that enough time for Trump or does he kind of lose that power uh, once Biden wins? Yeah, it is, but I guess that would be like the the key issue is if they put a conservative judge on there and the election is looking to be a close one, then the Supreme Court will end up picking the new president. And if it's a majority conservative Supreme court, then they'll obviously pick Trump. So that's sort of what the um, drama is there. Righto. Samara Gill, American correspondent. Yes, at your service, although that is you, Dom. Um, so yeah, I've been no, so I'm London news. There, but it is a little, for those people who don't want Trump to win, um, it is a little bit of a, a pickle and a spanner thrown into the works. So, yeah. We will see how this all goes. I've got no idea yeah. about American government anymore, even though I've done it as a class and I've also lived it. So, 
There we go. Democracy is dead. What else have we got? (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Uh, One other story we've got today is uh, Laurie Lachlan, the the actress who paid her way illegally for her daughter to get into USC, is about to start her two-month prison sentence. And she got the uh, uh, right, if you will, to choose her own prison in a doctrine under California law known as being rich. And the article from LA Magazine, the headline is, Laurie Lachlan hand selects prison with Pilates classes and ukulele lessons. Right. Which for me sounds like actual prison because I'm not flexible and I'm bad with hand-eye coordination, especially with instruments. So... I don't know how this is going to go. This is, I don't think this is going to make people very happy. This is my, you know, my guess. Uh-huh. Oh, here's a fun part from this article. The minimum security correctional facility, which saw five women escape in the month, month of March alone, offers lazy Saturdays and Sundays when its 300 inmates can sleep in until the 10 a.m. count, immediately followed by brunch. Okay, um, where is that facility and which felony uh, can I commit to get there? Why would you want to escape? What could you possibly have to do outside of that? situated off the beaches of Malibu. Like, what's the deal? Oh, it would be, I'm sure. Does it say where it is? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, historically, like, I'm sorry, any Americans listening, but your judicial system has been very interesting in its persecution of the rich. I mean, historically... Jeffrey Epstein, while he was in prison, got to go home uh, during the hours of 9 a.m. and 8 p.m. every single day uh, and also took flights during his sentence uh, to his island. So, yeah, it is questionable. I think the more money you have, it seems, in America, the the more you are above the law. So... I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Also, it's a two-month sentence for something that was pretty serious. Um, And people who have committed far less crimes, like putting a different postcode on their address in order to send their child to a better school, have faced seven years in prison. Exactly. And at least she can, and I quote, better herself by studying painting, calligraphy, Croquet, origami, ceramics, and cartoon drawing. So it's pretty, well, much, it's pretty much kindergarten. <laughs> it sounds better than like current isolation. Oh my god! Like seriously, like how much is a two-week stay there? <laughs> Meals included? Oh my god! Literally, the best part is it's free. All you have to do is commit a crime. No, it sounds crazy. Honestly, America sometimes baffles me. I mean, it's just so foreign from what we're used to, I think. I can't um, wait till I can do whatever I want as long as I just have a couple of million dollars, which uh, I'll talk to you afterwards well, just anyone, to, you know, cough up some change. But um, I think we're going to move anyone on. Anyone who wants a free holiday, they know exactly what to do. Um, yes, if you have a free holiday so and you're... found that for if you have a free holiday and your academically struggling daughter wants to get into the University of Southern California, uh, I know just the recipe that can get you into a nice little uh, vacation out of there. There you go. Just hit up Dom and he'll be able to direct you in the right direction. Exactly. Well, well, thanks for outing me to the police. I'll use this as evidence. <laughs> God, I can't, I, can't, I can't have anything nice with you. Jesus. All right. Never. All right. We are... 
we are flying through this episode, so we'll end it with a relationship question. This one doesn't really seem like a relatable one. I just thought it was funny. My girlfriend tried to push me off a cliff as a joke. Oh, sorry, quote unquote joke. Sorry, I guess he doesn't agree. What a what a square. Anyway, so my girlfriend, who is 20, is completely crazy, but mostly in a good way. Spontaneous is an understatement. Sometimes she goes too far, but I love her for her crazy personality. I, an 18-year-old male, am more relaxed and we balance each other out. Two recent incidents really freaked me out, though, and I need advice. I feel as if crazy is a fun little quirk, but if it is your personality, that's a whole other level, right? Okay. Um, John, why don't you start on your advice for this? Well, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I was driving on on a the highway. Nice job. Uh-huh. I'm not an idiot. I know how to read. It just was wrong. I was driving on the highway with a lot of traffic. We were going maybe 40 miles per hour. She suddenly started tickling me and wouldn't stop when I yelled at her. I jammed on the brake and someone almost hit us from behind. I asked her what the hell was wrong with her, but she just laughed about it and told me to chill. I said, what would make you want to do that? And she said, I don't know, I just felt like it. So she's a sociopath, um, but we will keep going just to see where it goes. Then last Saturday, I was hiking with her and I was standing near the steep cliff. I'm usually wary of her because you never know what she's going to do, even if it's just usually a prank or something. I let my guard down and she went behind me and pushed me towards the cliff and I swear I almost fell off. She did, she did it hard and I ended up right against, right against the edge. She, this is really poorly written. Um, <laughs> she was laughing so hard, I freaked out and started screaming at her and I may have been out of line, but oh my God. She laughed about it at first, but then she started crying and saying that she was sorry. The next day, she started texting me saying that she didn't mean any harm and she just, quote unquote, didn't know that I would get so mad at her for doing that. Am I crazy for even thinking about this? Is it possible she's just immature and if I get back with her, she'll be different? I'm kind of lonely and I really love her, but this really made me rethink the situation now because I feel like she's legit crazy, not just fun crazy. Thanks for your advice. Samara, go. hear this I'm just gonna be hated by some people but also I am guilty of sometimes being like this too there are some girls that act crazy and then go it's just my crackhead energy I'm a Leo it's fine (laughs) yeah literally um I keyed your car because I'm a Sagittarius (laughs) and like I understand that, but, you know, some people are into that, but if he doesn't like her goofy ways, uh, then he should probably consider getting into a new relationship. Or really, to be honest, not drop out of the relationship that quickly. He should say, "Um, when you attempted to push me off the cliff yesterday, uh, I felt uncomfortable. Why did you do that? And could you not do that in the future thank you see that's a good idea at first but then you look at the signs here right she's 20 he's 18 and clearly he's the mature one he's like he's the mature one in this situation so she seems like the kind of girl that no matter what the circumstances or context cannot physically have a serious conversation like that 
cannot like open up and just say, I'm really sorry, but instead just play the victim kind of thing. So it's interesting to look at from that perspective. And she was definitely playing the victim at the end. She's like, I really didn't know you would react that way. And it's like, I don't know why you're getting so mad at me. That's the classic. I mean, look, sometimes we all have those times, I think, just to her defense and to play a bit of devil's advocate. Um, We all have those times where we've been, like, with our friend or a significant other and we've pushed it too far accidentally. Like, we've sort of become too comfortable with accidentally, like, grabbed their arm too hard or, I don't know, maybe this is just... A problem of mine. Um, you and your arm grabbing. Or said something that was meant to be funny, but, like, it's extremely hurtful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a joy to be in a relationship with people, just by the way. Yeah. Hit me up. Um, you okay, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes, like, when you get to that point, you kind of get a bit too comfortable with people and you can accidentally hurt them or say something hurtful. And maybe that was what happened that day. But I think if this is a persistent thing, then definitely confront her about it. And if she thinks that it's not a big deal, then clearly you're not really the right people for each other. That would be my advice. Well, yeah, I agree. And also the whole, at the end, when he says, I feel like she's legit crazy, not just fun crazy. See, fun crazy is what American sorority girls put on their uh, Tinder bio. Legit crazy is I will push you off a cliff just because it's funny. Now, I feel as if she's the yeah, legit crazy. Yeah, but there's a fine line. There is a fine line between fun crazy and crazy crazy. Very is there? Fine. Is there? Because I feel as if she's over the line now. She's fully, she has not only crossed the line, but has set up a nice commune across the line. <laughs> well... The lines just double over, but I'm sure that there's a few sorority girls you know uh, that you could imagine pushing their significant others slash you maybe off the cliff. I mean, crazy, crazy, fun, crazy, like a bit of fun. Okay, we're getting to this again. I don't know. It just makes me think of that tweet that I really like, which is uh, girls always say happy birthday to the craziest person I know, and it's just Sarah. I know, I love that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Always one of my faves. Crazy gal, one time you down like half above the vodka and a whole night. Like, you crazy woman. <laughs> Remember when we just straight up went to Taco Bell on a Tuesday night? Like, what? What? We went to Kmart, or an American version, Target, like, at 3 a.m. And we just, like, went and got Cheetos. It was so funny. Remember when you put on those uh, funny sunglasses? You looked so silly. <laughs> <sighs> Americans are the worst. And on that note, Americans, please tune into my radio show on Thursday night. <laughs> I'll be nicer, I swear. Oh, the radio show's going great. We give, we give good tunes, good vibes all around. Um, I'm hopefully going to try and find a way to put it in podcast form. Uh, I really hope so. Exactly. We might have to wait until uh, January for that, so stay tuned. But uh, on the whole, it is a good time. You can tune in anywhere you are around the world. The uh, information will be in the description for this podcast because, God forbid, I pass up an opportunity to self-promote. Samara, anything you want to promote? Um, <laughs> no, not at this point, um, but uh, just email us in any questions, queries, things you want us to talk about. The inbox is always open and there's a big chance that... We will get to it. Um, and, yeah, just stay safe in these times of rising numbers. 
and I hope that everyone's well and we'll definitely see you next week. What a beautiful message to leave us on. See everyone next week. I am a saint <laughs> incarnate, sorry. You really, the voice of reason. You are one of the common people. Just until I sell out, Tom. Just until I sell out. Oh, and that's coming. And on that note, we bid you farewell and see you next week. Bye.